0: Hello everybody, Luke back once again, this time to break down a brand new podcast. Yes, we got a new podcast live where we're going to be talking about Yahoo, shutting down Yahoo Answers and making the great fire of the Library of Alexandria look small. Marriott saying goodbye to front desk staff, you'll now have a 100% automated desk, front desk and store there. We're also looking at how someone for a second time was able to tamper with a drinking water supply here in the United States via the internet is getting out of the smartphone business, and so much more in this podcast. Of course, we'll talk life, I'll rant a little bit, and so much more. First, though, a few things. The audio version of this podcast is now live on Spotify, Google, Apple, and many other places. I will have a link in the show notes where you can go and find all the different places to subscribe. I'm still submitting it, but I also have a RSS feed link there so you can manually add the podcast to your favorite podcasting app if it's not there yet. If you could help me out, please spread the word about the podcast, let people know that I'm here doing this podcast, I would really appreciate it. Also, if you have a question you want me to respond to, one of the things I intend to do every week here is answer your questions and more, we will be doing that a couple ways. First of all, you can leave a comment on this here. If you leave a comment publicly on one of these videos, I'm gonna assume that you're okay with me giving your name there because you publicly left it whoever your username is. Or if you want to do it anonymously or you want to tell me how you want your name, you can email me a question, thebreakdownwithluke at gmail.com. Again, that email address is Luke at gmail.com. You can go there. You can leave me a comment. You can just chat. If you'd rather I didn't read it in the uh, podcast, just let me know. If you want to be anonymous, let me know. If you do want me to use a name, a nickname, whatever, Make sure to include that. Otherwise, I'm going to assume you want to be anonymous. So leave me an email there, thebreakdownwithluke at gmail.com. I'll leave that in the show notes also. A few quick questions that popped up in my feed from the last podcast I wanted to address out there. First one says, hi, Luke, I'm Scott from Australia. I just wanted to write and say how much I really enjoyed this particular podcast. Is this podcast available yet through podcasting apps such as Downcast? Um, And Apple Podcasts. Good news is like I just talked about. um, And if you have one you want me to add, I wanted to add this too, because let me know. Because I know TuneIn is one that I haven't been in yet. I'm going to mainly submit that. But let me know what podcasting services you really want me in that I'm not there yet. Again, though, if you use that RSS feed, I've noticed that many podcasting apps, when you manually add one, it does help us automatically get added into their podcasting search and store or whatever they call it out there. So keep that in mind. You can manually add us through the RSS. I do believe though, Downcast is one of the ones we're already in along with Apple Podcasts. So thank you, Scott from Australia. It's good to have you here. Uh, let me know what the weather is like down there. Finally getting some spring weather here. I know you're heading into the fall season. I have a couple of really good friends in Australia. Richard says, "I just started to watch, so I apologize if you covered this. But why don't you just do a video podcast with a mic stand and camera? I watch more than I listen. I'm not a um, commuter, so audio only is wasted on me. I understand that most people like audio, but I vote for video. Love your content. Thank you so much, Richard. Uh, a few things. Uh, kind of working on how to do this. It's still kind of a work in progress. I actually edit this podcast and stop and start it, make changes, re-record it more." And doing video makes that a little harder. With audio here, I've already stopped and uh, re-recorded a section of this podcast here a couple times. It's harder to do that with video, but I'm working on that. Uh, for now, we will continue to do video with some either images or maybe join me on one of my strolls through the woods. If you like those little walking videos I do here, um, part of my recovery for my hip surgery is now getting out and trying to walk a lot. So I decided to grab my GoPro, throw it on my head, and take you along with me through different parks, trails, and more as I exercise for my post-surgery recovery. If you like that, you know, subscribe to the other YouTube channel, Wandering Luke. I'll pull a link to it. But I do know many people would love to see me in the studio, and I'm working on trying to make that work. Not quite sure how. Uh, video editing is a lot more complicated, a lot more time-consuming than audio editing. Big reason I do that. All right. If you enjoy this, you want to have your comments um, responded to, questions, topics, if you have a topic, send me an email, thebreakdownwithluke at gmail.com. Also, we now have a Discord group. Now, if you're not familiar with Discord, it is a free chat group. They have different rooms you can jump in and chat about different topics. I launched a new one to talk about news and tech and more, all non-core cutting related. Just remember that. Um, There, I'll put a link to our Discord there. It's 100% free. I am often on there a couple hours a day, respond to people chatting about different things, rather be world news and more, um, right there. We do ask, though, that you be polite and friendly, and we may kind of keep it a little bit clean. Let's remember that, too. But if you want to chat with me live in real time, chat with other viewers, listeners here, check out the Discord group down below. All right, let's get into some big news stories there. Oh, and Discord, real quick, before I forget they have apps on iOS, Android, desktop apps, so you can do it wherever you are. All right, let's get into some stories because some major things are happening in the world that I think really need to be addressed. Starting off with Yahoo Answers is shutting down on May 4th. And what may be one of the saddest moves ever, Yahoo Answers is shutting down. Yahoo Answers, for those who don't know, is the ability for somebody to post a question and other humans answer it. Then humans vote up, up and down the answers and the best ones rise to the top. Today, that doesn't seem like a big deal. We have a lot of places that do that. When Yahoo Answers was new, I kind of think they were another company. Yahoo bought them and rebranded them to Yahoo Answers, if I remember correctly. Um, That was kind of revolutionary. And it had a huge, and still does have a huge catalog of very useful questions and answers about all kinds of different topics, Uh, not only how to fix a car, but maybe how or what is happening in the world. Now, over the years, this has become less and less relevant as other people go to other places. Yahoo Answers, though, is still a huge catalog of world history, world thoughts, world mindsets at this time. And now Yahoo is not just going to stop accepting new answers, but they're going to delete everything that's there, which honestly probably makes the Great Fire of Alexandria look small because we're burning a much larger collection of things. Yeah. A lot of it's silly. A lot of it's stupid. There's trolls on there and more, but there's also a lot of really good information, a lot of really good answers and discussions. And it's a moment in time where we can go back and say, at this time, here's kind of the collective world thoughts, world views, world answers all over. And now we're just deleting that. And I think it's quite a shame. I hope somebody saves it. Yahoo. I'll be happy to back that up and create a website for that, but I think it's absolutely just awful to see Yahoo just deleting it. And I think this is a major problem with technology companies. If it's financially viable, they'll delete, destroy, burn world history. If it doesn't make the money, they think that it's beneficial to them as a company to just say, mm, Yahoo answers goodbye. You know, what's next? You you may be surprised. A lot of great content is already things that we thought, oh yeah, the internet will never go away, all this stuff on there is forever, not so much. A lot of videos, a lot of comics, a lot of different things that were made back in the day are now very hard to find. There's actually a move to try to archive a lot of things out there, Wayback Machine being one of the great examples of it, but others too, and I think tech companies need to be a little bit more socially responsible with the content they create, because when you you do this, it's gone. There are whole news sites massive catalogs of of newspapers and news articles and both online and digital physical copies are just gone now i think that's really sad something that we as a culture probably should invest on is the preservation with news physical newspapers physical books when they're you know out of print they're still there they're still in my library if you know, amazon someday just says all these kindle books you know no one reads them anymore we're just going to delete them They're gone. That world history is gone. Something we should definitely think about. All right, Marriott is testing automated front desks. Yes, I don't care what they say. Marriott is moving to dramatically reduce the amount of employees at their hotels. And while they're using the pandemic as a main reason for that, I don't really believe that that's a long-term thing or reason here. But you may have noticed over the years, you've seen a lot of kiosks popping up in hotels to let you register, check in and out. And, you know, they push you to use the app to go skip the front desk, as they say, and go right to your room. But now Marriott's testing, of basically completely doing away with the human staff front desk and using a collection of kiosks. Now you're probably saying, Luke, what about the store? There's usually the store you can go in there, and buy stuff from, take to the front desk and check out. How are they going to do that? Well, Marriott's testing a giant to-go vending machine. Think of a vending machine on steroids, which allows you to go in there, take your um, order wherever you want, and get it to go. Now, we've seen these become more and more popular, more and more sophisticated vending machines. So whether it's the best buy ones, which allow you to buy everything from battery chargers to smart devices and more, uh, Marriott's now doing that so they can get rid of front desk. Well, COVID may be a big part of that, The reality is it really doesn't have much to do with that. you know. Much in the way that hotels rush to become green, once they realize, hey, this means we don't have to change the sheets every time, every day. Remember back when hotels, every towel would be replaced, every sheet would be replaced, and more. Well, now in order to be green, we don't do that. It's a financial benefit. And I think Marriott's looking at this as a way to get rid of, honestly, very expensive front desk staff. That for a big chunk of the day, don't have a lot to do. Now I know hotel staff, trust me, I have a degree in hospitality, tourism management, so hotels, I know you're doing stuff, but not as much during some of the lower hours of the day in the middle of the night, for example. Marriott's looking to get rid of those. Maybe at first just be like, hey, no overnight staff that will be at the front desk. There may still be a security guard or there still may be somebody else, but we can dramatically reduce the cost of staffing I think that's what Marriott's doing. They're using the technology there. We see McDonald's doing the same thing, reducing the amount of people at the front desk out there. Now, part of this has to do with staffing shortages. Pretty much every major hospitality area, restaurants, fast food, hotels and more are struggling to get staff there. And going automated frees up staff to do other things. Um, It can free up your front desk to do more housekeeping and other tasks, for example. So we'll see this, but look for this to become very common. I predict in the next five to 10 years, you'll start seeing hotels with no physical front desk staff at many times in the day. Let me know, does does that worry you? Are are you unhappy about that? I'll love to hear from you. Speaking of things that probably are not all that great, uh, for a second time, someone has tampered with a drinking water supply via the internet. Uh, Not that long ago in Florida, someone successfully logged into a remote access program on a city water supply, program and tampered with it in a way that would make the drinking water dangerous. Fortunately, city staff were quick to see it and fix it before the changes actually were implemented and the water became unsafe. Now a 22-year-old is facing charges related to that and as tampering with the system in a way to cause harm and could face a significant amount of jail time. But now it's happened again. This time an ex-city employee in kansas who was disgruntled logged into the city water supply system because they didn't change the remote access passwords and started to shut it down now from my understanding this person did not actually make it dangerous just shut off water which is in itself dangerous it's very harmful to a city to suddenly not have water and that's what they did now um this person is facing up to 20 years in prison honestly i think that's kind of low how come Willfully tampering with a city's water supply is only 20 years in prison. That seems like something that should be a lot longer. But this has raised the question again, much like how our nuclear system is protected from the internet by not being physically connected to the internet. Not that long ago, a lot of people made fun of the fact that our nuclear power systems still use floppy disks to get updates and more. Well, the thing behind that was the ability to go, you know, if you have to have a physical human being there to connect the system for the nuclear power, the nuclear weapons, or whatever, that's considerably safer than having an internet access, as we're seeing with these water supplies. While it may seem dated, it may seem antiquated, military and many other places have what they call a physical firewall. And that physical firewall is basically meaning this this particular computer will never be able to connect to the greater internet. Um, A lot of military computers in these very critical roles are actually specifically bought without Wi-Fi. Ethernet ports on the back of them are actually super glued shut. It's not uncommon to find um, USB drive. It's also super glued shut on some military computers. And that prevents anybody from physically accessing it who wasn't, you know, there. Now, the downside is it makes upgrading these computers harder. Basically, I have to replace the whole thing. But for the security level, they do it. Maybe we need to start looking at that kind of level of security for our water system as this is probably something that's going to become a bigger and bigger issue going forward. All right, next story up, LG is exiting the smartphone business. Have you ever owned an LG phone? I did before my smartphone. Some of my favorite phone, or maybe one of my favorite, was the LG, I think they call it the communicator. You flipped it open, it had a full keyboard, two sets of screens, one on the front, which looked like a normal phone, and you flipped it open, and you had a full keyboard with speakers and more. I really love that phone my wife has even owned an LG smartphone which is now my daughter's oh that ran Android but now with Samsung Pixel and others dominate the phone market LG's market continued to shrunk or shrink excuse me and LG has decided that they are exiting now unfortunately LG did have some very inventive phones some very fun things there. I hate to see competition dwindling but as a business person I understand why. You know, at some point you're going to say, hey, I'm a distant fourth, fifth, sixth in the market. I'm dumping a lot of money. I'm not really getting my return on it. I'm a massive company like LG. You know, maybe it's time for me to focus more on my TV business or my whatever business than it is to focus on my smartphone business. Kind of an interesting move. Let me know, are you a LG phone owner? Does it bother you that they're getting out? Or do you not care? love to hear from you. All right, one of the main issues in video games out there has been loot boxes. Loot boxes are the ability to basically buy an easier video game. So you buy the game, and then they charge you extra for things like different skins, different abilities, and more. Often in the past, they would make the game easier. Loot boxes have become a major vein, and companies have tried to improve their reputation behind it. But many are worried about uh, about EA. EA was, not that long ago, sued claiming that they were dynamically making the games more hard to, based on your skill level in order to basically try to force you into buying loot boxes. Now EA's, um, EA successfully fought that off, but now they've got a patent for dynamic difficulty adjustment. Some of this is cool. The idea that, hey... As I game, you know, if my daughter is playing and she's not as skilled, she's gonna get an easier time gaming than I am, maybe as a more skilled gamer. I'll have a little bit more difficulty automatically adjusted. Gamers say, well, just give us the option to control that ourselves. EA and others are trying to build that now into the actual game, which raises a lot of questions. Are they gonna automatically, always try to make it just difficult enough where you're tempted to buy the loot boxes to make it easier and spend money? These can dramatically add up in the cost of a video game that you're already paying 50 60 or more dollars for now out there. So let me know what you think of it. Are you scared that EA will attempt to force you to pay a lot more money to beat games? Because they're going to always make it just a little bit too difficult for you to beat. Let me know. All right. Apple's new Apple Watch 7 is reportedly on its way with some new features, including a more swim. Swim-friendly version. Yes, Apple is reportedly building an updated version of the Apple Watch 7 that will include the ability to better track your swim and be a little bit more water-resistant. Now, this is an interesting move. Apple nearly killed the watch business with the iPhone. Uh, I'll be honest. I was a huge watch user through the 90s and early 2000s. I had always had very nice watches, Not, not fancy ones, but the digital ones. I really liked all the features on them and more. Well, once I got a phone... Yeah, I if I want to see what the time is, I want to set a timer, I want to see the date, and more, I just look at my phone. There's not really much of a reason to have a watch anymore, and watch companies have really struggled with that because most people are moving from watches to smartphones. Now Apple has kind of saved it with the smart um, watch thing. Now there is Google Wear and Samsung's own watch line, but Apple was definitely one that, probably the most successful. Though, I have noticed that, you know, the number of people wearing Apple Watches is shrinking. Were you an Apple Watch person, wore it for a long time, but kind of fell out of it, no longer wear it? Let me know, I'd love to hear from you. If I'm just kind of seeing that within my family and my friends circle, where, you know, people who were huge Apple Watch wearers are kind of like, eh, you know, I don't really need this watch, let me know. I used to wear a Google Wear watch a lot for work because I could, see the buzz, the emails, the contacts, and more pop up on my watch without having to get my phone. But that was back when I was getting flooded with messages, you know, hundreds a day. So let me know if you are one of the people who are still using the Apple Watch, or did you use it and then get out of it? I'd love to hear from you. All right, so that's the end of the news for the day, but I wanted to write about something that I think is becoming a major issue within our society. And I don't know, Am I off basis with this, but I would love to hear your thoughts. all well, comes from the point of view of somebody who's owned a news organization for over six years and studied news as a huge fan of news for most of his life. But I've noticed increasingly we are desperate as a society to blame one thing, one person, one organization, something. We need to blame somebody for whatever is wrong in the world. The problem with that is trying to find one single issue to blame everything on or for this particular issue, I want to blame everything on that person or that thing or that organization, denies the fact that the world is very complicated. It's a complicated world out there. The reality is very rarely is really everything somebody's fault. It's often a conglomerate of people, a group of bad decisions, a group of people's actions taking together results in whatever bad cases. Now, I can already see people on the other side of the microphone here through your earbuds wherever, going, Luke, you're crazy. Nope. There are many times where I can firmly blame everything on one person. Well, I will agree that there are often times where one person is more responsible for the world's issue than others. But often we try to desperately blame somebody because it fits our political beliefs, it fits our religious beliefs, it fits our life goals and more. And it also means that we don't have to accept responsibility for us as a person or maybe a group of people we like, our favorite sports team, our favorite politician, our favorite country and more. The ability to blame other people, that big bad person over there who nor what I do is responsible for what goes wrong is a growing trend. I actually think it's kind of dangerous because really the reality is many issues in the world are very complicated. And when you try to blame it all on a single issue, you lose the fact that you're only addressing part of the problem. And that's what kind of scares me. This desire to only blame on one thing means that we're not going to fully address the real cause of an issue, right? We get all caught up with blaming one small thing, but we ignore the bigger picture, the bigger issues out there that has really caused this to become a reality. It's fashionable, it's fun, it's easy to just blame somebody or something. But in reality, we're ignoring the truly devastating consequences of that. I don't know, do you think I'm crazy? This has really been annoying me. But often it seems that we're so caught up in finding somebody to blame that we don't work on actually fixing it. We don't address the full issue. It's like your health, right? My foot hurts. Well, part of that big part of my f- foot hurting was my hip. But I'm just blaming my foot and I'm not looking at the bigger picture of what's actually causing that foot to hurt. I, I ignore the bigger picture and I ignore the real problem here. So let me know, have you noticed this in society where people are becoming very focused on trying to blame someone or something? And it's not just one particular group of sports fans, politics, or anything. It's uh, on all fronts and all ends. Do you find yourself falling victim to that, where you become obsessed with blaming someone when they shouldn't be the one being blamed or they're just part of the problem? Leave me a comment, let me know. i will love to hear from you on what you think of these issues. Well, that's it for the show today. If you enjoy this, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. If you enjoy my little rant there at the end, uh, leave me a comment, let me know. If you disagree with any of my takes on the news stories, I'd love to hear from you. But hit that subscribe button if you're new here. Hit that thumbs up. If you can help spread the word about the show, I will really appreciate it. I'll be back with another video real soon. Take care, everybody.